All right. Uh, we are back. We took a little bit of break there after our last episode. Despite COVID, despite some heavy modifications to our summer programming, we actually have remained pretty busy. Uh, and so that's why we haven't had a chance to get back to this. Uh, in addition, this is actually a re-record of a previous podcast episode for whatever reason. I deleted it, misplaced it wherever. But this is a chance to get caught up with our four scholarship winners, Kristen, KG, Chris, and Dom. They're all getting ready for fall semester in some format, some uh, some aspect. And so it was a great chance to reconnect with them uh, as they prepare for school. So yeah, this is a good chance to reset our podcast and, and get some new episodes out there. So so hope you enjoy and it's, uh, it's good to be back. Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, let's get started. So first of all, I apologize. I had this originally recorded with four y'all minus KG and then I can't find it. I have no, I don't think I would have deleted it on purpose. So it might've gotten lost in like the hundreds of zoom meeting recordings that I have. And so it was an accident, but this is cool too, because we've got KG on who was the fourth who we were missing last time. But also I think it'll be interesting to have a different perspective now that we're, you know, two or three months out from the original one. And then you guys have your checks. We, you know, all kind of met and touch based uh, about a month ago in person. So let's do this. I'll try not to like do a lot of repeat questions, but there are some things I want to get out. First one, KG and Chris and Dom, you're the three staying virtual. So when did that for your school, when did that decision come down to you guys? Well, for me, I found out August 7th. I mean, July 7th. Um, that's when they released the statement. You know, they just said we was doing everything online because of COVID. Were you were you like, what was your reaction then? Like, did you kind of see it coming? Yeah, I seen it coming because, and especially around that time, that's when like cases had just went back up, and so I was like, you know, if if they ain't opening, or they're talking about you know closing back down the state, then I was like, man, school shouldn't. Like, why would schools be open, you know? Yeah, yeah. Chris, what about you? Did you see it coming? Because a lot of Cali schools are closed. And Yeah, uh, I was already expecting it. But what surprised me was that some other schools, like the bigger ones, like um, UT and A&M didn't close. And I thought since, like, they were bigger, that they would also close. But I saw California is a lot more. They're, a lot, they're on top of other things a lot more than Texas is. Yeah. What, uh, how many, and how big is Claremont? Like, how many kids is it? I think it's like 6,000 just for that school, but then it's the other, also the other five schools. And we like intermingle uh, between the five schools. So I think it's probably like around 30,000. Oh, that's right. I'll have to, I'll ask you about that later on because like your Claremont's kind of a unique situation. Dom, what about you? What was that decision? When did you get that decision and kind of what was your reaction? I honestly don't know. I just remember like looking on the website and then seeing that it was like going to be virtual. And I was really happy about that. So. Oh, you were excited about that? Yeah. Like when my school made us do virtual learning, I like discovered like a new side of like education, I guess. And it allowed me to like learn on my own kind of and like do like independent learning. And I absolutely love that. Oh, that's cool. Well, good for you. And then Kristen, you're the one who's like packing and like moving to a dorm. What, how do you feel about all that? I am nervous for, I don't know how things are going to work when I get, the, when I get on campus, but I'm excited that I still get to go. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun experience doing, you know, obviously being on the campus, especially your freshman year. 
what do you think it'd be like had you UNT gone virtual? Very different. I like would you would you be as excited or like just kind of roll with it? I think I would just just deal with it. I don't know that I'd be as excited because I, I was disappointed when school ended in the spring and we had to do virtual because I preferred going to school. So I don't think I would be as excited, but I would still be excited because it'd be something different. I think yeah. it's better to meet people for me, <laughs> like in person. And like, I that's how I can like communicate with people better, like in person. So I feel yeah, like- for sure. It would have been harder for me that way. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back in time a little bit. So we did Detweiler Family Scholarship, started it last year. It basically exploded. We had a bunch of supporters come out. We were able to give out a lot more money to more of you all. And you four, obviously, the, the four winners. What, one of you and whoever, someone can jump in. This is open to anyone. But what's been the process since last year, whenever you started finding money for college? Like how difficult or how easy... What are some of the, what were some of the challenges or obstacles that you guys faced just ha just learning how to pay for school and then actually paying for it? I think for me, something that I realized was like filling out the FAFSA, like that was very like intimidating for me because I was like, I don't like know how much my family makes because we don't really like talk about it a lot. So when we finally did like fill it out and I got my EFC back, which is my expected family contribution, um, it was a lot higher than I was expecting. Like I thought I was going to get a lot more like money because I, I thought I was going to get a lot more money from my school or the schools that I did apply to. But because my EFC was so high, my parents make more than make enough that the schools think that they, I can pay for more than what I can. Mm -hmm. That like really scared me. Like when I started like trying to look for scholarships, I got like nervous. Like I, I have, I was, very intimidated. I was like, I need so much money that I don't have. And they think, they think I can just like, I think I just have this lying around. I feel like that's probably pretty common for most people as they expect to get more support than they actually do. Dom, did you have kind of that same experience when you filled out FAFSA? Um, kind of. Um, when I first filled out the FAFSA, my EFC was not too high, but then I had to make a lot of corrections to it because the one year that they're asking for, my parents filed their taxes a little funny. So we had to continue to make corrections. And then when I finally found or got my official EFC, it was so low. And I was honestly like super surprised at that. I was like, wow. So, I mean, that, that kind of influenced my decision on where I was going to go to school. How has it been for you in just finding scholarships to kind of, you know, fill in the gap or, you know, get to the amount that you need? I didn't, like, I applied for scholarships in, like, March and February and stuff. That was, like, kind of the two months that I really focused on that. But, like, I kind of knew where I was going to, or I possibly knew where I was going to school at that time. But, honestly, I didn't even need to do that because my FAFSA, the money I have, pays for all of my books and my tuition going to my school now. Nice. So I'm really blessed in that regard. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're, you were kind of squared away pretty early on then. Yeah. That's awesome. KG, what about you, man? You uh, decided on Hampton, what, like late June or late, or excuse me, late January. When did you start kind of like looking through the financials of, of Hampton? Yeah. Late, late January, early February. I was talking to DeVoe at the time you know, 
just about me coming to the school. Um, you know, when me playing a sport, you know, that, that was kind of my, uh, my first way um, of getting the money, you know, that I needed, you know, to pay for college. Mm-hmm. Um, then I applied, I eventually, I applied for like one other scholarship and then Dead Wallet, I applied for that one. And those are only two. I, I didn't really apply because like once I found out how much I was getting and, you know, everything, I was really like kind of squared away, you know, with myself. That's um, good. Like with me working and then, um, you know, with other some money coming in. So I was straight. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that actually because I've I've run across, I feel like sometimes more often than not, it can be kind of a struggle finding the money um, and you kind of, you know, you're picking up a job or you, you know, have to make some kind of last second uh, adjustments. Chris, what about you? You've, I know that you've gotten a handful. What was that process? How, what's that process been like for you? Oh, so for, uh, I did QuestBridge uh, when I was applying. So that's because my EFC was like nothing. So, um, so like, even though like, even with QuestBridge, I still had an amount left. I mean, I didn't get matched with QuestBridge, but I still got into, uh, my school is 100% need met. So that really took away a bulk, like, like, what call it, like 90% of the debt that I, I mean, uh, the cost it would have been. But then um, I know that uh, when I saw the, the like all, all the financial aid they gave me and how they uh, compared to like how much they charged, uh, I still saw that I had a big gap. So then um, I, was, I was in this program that was about engineering and I know that they had uh, always given away scholarships. And then one of my mentors was like, oh, you should apply for it since you already been here for like a while. So then I did that and I didn't really expect to uh, get much from it. But then that was when like I was surprised because they had given it to me and they had also raised the price. I mean, the, the amount of the award. And then, but then even after that, which was, um, it, t- it took a huge chunk out of what I had left, but I still had like a good amount left, uh, not only, f- and then that's what I did from the school and like room and board and stuff like that. But then also I had to remember that I had to pay like, I put like a, like, away like a thousand just to be safe for travel fees and stuff yeah. like that. When you guys were doing all the research on like on school paying for it, obviously tuition is the big kind of, number that everyone looks at and then you have room and board were you all surprised at how much how many things you really had to be prepared for financially like maybe how complicated FAFSA was how little the schools were going to give you seeing the numbers outside of just tuition and room and board did that kind of catch you guys off guard a little bit just kind of doing the math I think when I first started applying to college, I just thought, like, it didn't click that I was going to have to be getting, like, my own food, and if I wanted to do anything fun, like, that's extra money that I'm going to have to need, or just transportation, like, from, like, taking the bus or something, like, things like that I didn't think about. I just focused on tuition costs, and because I wanted to live on campus, room and board, like, that's all I wanted, like, that's all I thought I needed to pay for. And then, like, once I finally got, like, my aid back and I started having conversations with my parents, it was like, well, how, like, what if your friends want to go out and you don't have money? Like, what are you going to do? Or, like, what if you decide you want to buy something and, like, you don't have money for it? Or what if you need to write, take the bus to, like, your job? Because I'm going to have to get a job. I don't like, what, how are you going to get around? Um, so, like, that, once I had, like, that conversation with them, it was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to be paying for things by myself now. And that, that was kind of scary, but it's like, 
okay, well now I have to make a plan. Like how now I need to figure out how I'm going to make this work because I really want to do it. KG, did you kind of have that same process when you were doing the math? Cause you, it sounds like you were pretty well taken care of early on, but were there other things that kind of came up that you were like, Oh, I need money for that. I'll say, uh, the travel part that, you know, getting all the stuff there to a whole different state. And it's like, it's not close, you know, it's, it's a distance away. So. Yeah. Cause you have to fly into what, like DC or Baltimore, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. But I honestly, I might not even fly. I might drive. So it just, it depends. Yeah. But, yeah. I gotcha. Dom for you, because you're, you because you went virtual kind of early on you were always planning on living at home then after you made your decision right yeah was that a huge relief of just like okay i don't have to worry about room and board um because i'm gonna stay home i can save a bunch of money like is that a bit like was that a big relief or would you rather be maybe on a on a campus to some degree or like out of the house a little bit originally i was like set on going to like live on campus or like go to like like a four-year university but then after I decided to go to a community college and my mom was like, you don't have to like, you don't have to move out. You don't have to do anything. Like it's all taken care of. Why are you worried about that? It was like a big relief kind of because like now I get to like stay home with my sisters and like help them with their schoolwork and like help my mom and stuff. So it was like, it was, it was fun. Like we're a close family. So like with like me leaving, it would have just like probably would have broken up the house. I'm kind of like the glue that keeps the family together. <laughs> get to be around the new baby yeah like we were talking the other day me and my mom or whatever and I was like she was asking me where are you gonna go to school after you're done with your basics or whatever and I was like I don't know probably like Texas A&M or like UNT or something she's like no go to U, um, UT Arlington and I was like why she's like because you can just stay at home and you could be with the baby and I was like oh yeah you're right and I was like are you gonna miss me she's like yes I'm gonna miss you you can't leave me that's really sweet. I mean, I think that's good that you had a lot, you had op those options. And one of them is, you know, to really set yourself up and have like a really strong foundation financially. Cause I think that's, a, I think that's a tough decision for a lot of people kind of when they weigh all those options. So, and yes, I can totally see how you're the glue of your family. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little about specifically about the scholarship. So was there ever any doubt that you guys wouldn't apply for it? Did it seem just like, oh, this is like a really easy thing to have access to? Or, you know, were you like, or was it not high on your radar, the bird scholarship? As soon as you guys, I found out that you guys did it last year, I was like, oh yeah, like you better be doing this next year because I need money. I know. <laughs> money. And then I, I remember like me and Maya had been like talking about it. Like, I wonder when he's going to like tell us it's open because yet no one said anything. Like, right. I want to like beg David for money. So I'm just going to wait because like, I'll get, it's, it'll be soon because he said it was going to happen. It'll be soon. And like, as soon as you sent us the email, like we both texted each other. Have you seen it? Have you started filling like, <laughs> that out? Have you read all the questions? So no, I, 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 I was already thinking about it as soon as you said you, were gonna, you did it last year. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to hear that. And the reason I ask that is because, you know, not, not everyone takes advantage of all the things that are just totally fine. And, and, you know, as it turns out, some of you all were pretty well off or pretty well taken care of. For example, a couple of the seniors basically had a full already. And so they, it was maybe high in need. And it's not a ton of money either. You know, I think in the, in the larger scheme of college finance, financials, it's a very small amount. Um, but I'm glad it was something that you guys were pursuing. Chris, what about you? You were going after some big scholarships. 
where did the the Detweiler the bridge one kind of fall into your list of priorities? Well, for like prioritization for scholarships, I always put the uh, scholarships that were in organizations that I was in at the very top because I knew that those will always give me the best chance rather than go, like, but there's some other scholarships that I went for that were big, but those didn't really have a good return. I think that, that one scholarship I got, that was like, uh, uh, that was because I was already in the organization and it was a lot easier to get it. And because uh, a lot of sen- a lot of the seniors that were in that organization didn't really apply because they didn't feel like going through, because I was like uh, four essays and they didn't really want to do all that. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you all think that, uh, I'll ask it also just to Dom and KG. Do you all think that the our scholarship, the process was pretty easy? Yeah, it was pretty easy in comparison to like other scholarship applications. Was it the right amount of work for the amount of money then? Like, was it, did it feel like it was a proportionate amount of work on your part for the amount of money that you all received? I would say, yeah. Like, honestly, I felt like maybe we could have like, you guys could have like asked us more like, had us do more like essays or something i don't know oh, okay it just kind of felt like it was like <laughs> was it too, wait it wasn't it wasn't too it wasn't too easy right no, it wasn't too easy. <laughs> yeah it doesn't yeah. apply to you guys you've already filled it out uh, <laughs> that's interesting kg what about you did you feel like it was a you know in terms of the amount of effort to, to get the scholarship the interviews included it was uh it was worthwhile yeah i feel like it was worthwhile it wasn't it wasn't too difficult you know it wasn't like a thousand uh word essay you know so i think it was to the point uh you got the information like you needed to decipher um you got to know the, the like us you know i think it was good good let's talk about the interviews how nervous were you guys because we wanted to do in person obviously um but we had to do the zoom style I was so nervous. I was so nervous the entire time. And I remember, uh, I was just, it was so nervous the whole time. The, like the whole time before, I was just like messaging Maya back and forth, like, I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. I was like, what if my computer just decides to stop working? Um, like, I, I was just preparing for the worst. And then, like, we finally got on the call, and I was like, okay, like, like we got on the call like that's that's an accomplishment we're like at least they know i'm here if something happens then they know i tried but once we started answering the questions i think it's easier for me to talk about bridge than so once like we got through that part i was like okay like i kind of know what i'm talking about here i felt like more comfortable had you done a scholarship interview prior to that no this was no this is gonna sound like really like i'm very privileged here I have never done an interview before. <laughs> Every time I've gotten a job, someone's kind of just like, I've known them, so they've kind of just like given it to me. So this is like my first interview like ever. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what about the rest of y'all? How were y'all, how'd y'all feel going into the interviews? I feel like the Zoom call uh, was, I mean, I was so nervous for of course, but like, I think that like, because it was in my own home, I was a lot more comfortable with oh, okay. doing the interview. Because I went somewhere like I was, um, where I didn't know it at all, and I could, you know, like I was, I had, I had more time to prepare too, and I could have to drive, and it was, it just felt like a lot more at home with the interview, and I felt like a lot more laid back instead of like being uptight and uh, speaking like a robot or like trying to tell them what they want to hear instead of yeah, yeah, I was just telling them what I would actually say instead of telling them what they want to hear. That's good to know. I wondered about that because I know the in persons last year, like you could just tell, you know, it's people were nervous 
And so it's, it was always harder for me to determine if this was an easier process for you guys versus in-person. And we obviously would have preferred to do in-person. It's just, it's a, just a different way to connect with people. But I'm glad to know that. I'm, not, I'm glad that the Zoom calls weren't as, didn't put, at least didn't put more pressure on you all. Dom, what about you? How was it for you? I feel like you got a little nervous. I was extremely nervous. Like for like the whole hour before my interview, I was like rehearsing in my dad's office. I was like looking up scholarship interview questions. I was like, okay, what am I going to say if they ask me this? What am I going to say if they, if they ask me that? And then I was worried that my sisters and my dogs were going to be so loud. Cause like my house is really, really loud. And I was like, yes, Oh my is. gosh, what if my internet crashes? What if my dogs are barking and they won't be quiet? It was just, it was a lot. But then once like the interview started, I guess like I kind of put on like my like not nervous face, although I was like fidgeting in my mom's chair. I was like, oh my gosh, is, <laughs> am I actually doing okay? Or do they like me? Like what, what, like I didn't know what I was doing, you know? KG, what about you? Um, for the most part, I wasn't really nervous. Um, KG doesn't get nervous. Yeah, I feel like I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a good people person. Um, so I, I just, my whole thing was, I, I made the list of points of like what the, what I wanted to convey. And then I remembered them when, once we started the Zoom meeting and, you know, I just spoke from the heart, I guess. But yeah. I, I like that, um, I got the meet some of the people who contribute to bridge you know they can have a little insight on me and i can have a little insight on them you know as we all are part of the same organization so yeah i appreciate that that's one thing about having our board members as part of the selection committee and then obviously jason's mother sheila be a part of the processes because that's a connection that doesn't happen a lot like you all don't get a lot of access to the board and the people who, you know, like essentially my bosses, right? You don't have, there's not a lot of access points to them and vice versa. So this is a good way for them to kind of get to know you all. And they, you know, they all love each of you. I mean, they were all like so pumped after getting a chance to talk with you all for, you know, however long each interview was, 45 minutes, an hour. I think that's an important piece of this organization is like making sure those, there's a lot of overlap between categories of family members. So let me ask you, let's move on. What are y'all gonna do with all that money? I already spent mine. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this really cool laptop. The, the, uh, one, the, the one I'm on right now. Oh, did you really? You got a new laptop? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's like great. I'm really happy I was able to get this because I know if, if I would have used my own money, I would have gotten like some $500 like, you know, Chromebook or something. Yeah. Did it come with those sweet like gaming headphones? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but it's carbon fiber. That's 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 my most favorite part. That's awesome. What about the rest of y'all? I still got it. You still got it? You haven't cashed it yet? I I mean I cashed it. Or I mean yeah, deposit or whatever. I um yeah, it's just it's right there. It's not being used yet. Yeah, it's you'll you'll yeah, you'll have a use for it later on. Um, I have not even cashed yet. It is still in the envelope. The envelope has not been opened. Oh, wow. Like, I feel like if I see that money in my account, I might get a little too excited <laughs> how much is in there. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. 
Um, okay, don't don't think, lose it though. Oh no, no, it is in a safe place. I okay. Want, I don't want you to come take it back. But I would, I would, I would really prefer that you have deposited that already and not just like leave it in an envelope. <laughs> place, I promise. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, but it will be contributing to my room and board. Good. Dom, what about you? I just spent like 200 of it um, helping me pay for my classes until like my financial aid stuff is processed. And let me tell you, when I like, when I took it out and I paid for those, those, like my first down payment, my heart hurt. Like I felt like that was like the first time I felt like financial pain because it was like my money that I had to pay for stuff. And I'm used to using my parents' money so it doesn't hurt me. And I almost started crying. My mom was like, she came and checked on me. She's like, are you okay? I was like, no, I can't do this again. <laughs> oh, Dom, but just, that's a big part of um, adulthood is spending large amounts of money that you don't want to spend. <laughs> I'm, I'm not it's ready a, for that at it's all. A big, it's a big step in adulthood. Mm -mm, I don't want yeah. To. <laughs> how many of you, and I'm just curious, how many of you all between Dom, Chris, and KG, how many of you guys have your tuition a lower amount because you're online or virtual? Mine did. They actually lowered it. Oh, they did like good. 2000. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it was, mm, I think it's only like, yeah, they lowered it 2000. Yeah. Does that, and because you guys, because the three of you all are obviously not on campus, does that help you all? Are you guys better off now for like the long term, or you know, it's not that big a deal? Um, like yeah, are you saving? Yeah, I, are you saving a bunch more money? I guess is my question. I, I, for me, I'm saving a lot of more money um, because you know I was gonna be living on campus, and you and though there you have to live on campus, and so that room and board that was a big part of. It. Um, so I'm, I'm saving money. Good. Chris, what about you? All right. So, uh, they didn't lower it, but at the beginning of the summer, they gave us like, and they gave everyone like 3000 financial aid, which is, I guess is, a, um, like uh, summer savings for like, if, uh, most of the students had jobs over the summers, but because, um, they, they predicted that most of the students wouldn't be able to work. So they gave us like financial aid on top. But yeah, I think, actually, I don't think I'm. It's not, it's not a big, it's not really affecting me as much as it, as other students, because I wasn't really going to pay that much for a room board. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still saving some money because I wouldn't have to like buy the plane tickets and right. stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. If you have, if you have money coming in from other places, it may not matter to you if you're on campus or off campus. So, you know, the purpose of the scholarship was that it's to help you know, bridge seniors with like some of the smaller things. Cause I think what happens is you get, and it's in a lot of ways, especially for like first gen kids, it's kind of death by paper cuts. And so you have like these little things that kind of accumulate over time that are just kind of really inconvenient or, and then just kind of build and build and build. How much of this money do you think kind of alleviates some of that, um, some of that either the stress or anxiety of just like paying for little things? I think all of it was, is like a huge deal for me because I was, like I told you, like I knew, like I knew that my parents made a good amount of money, but I didn't realize how much until I got my EXP back and I, that, that scared me so much because I was like, I don't have this much money anywhere, <laughs> so I don't know how they got that. 
Um, so knowing that even if it was just going to only be able to buy me like small things, I was like, it, that's one less thing I have to worry about. It helps. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. That was, it, it was hard to determine how much this year, like, should we have done, you know, cause we have, it's, it was four scholarships. Should we have done like just one big one, right? Or should we have, you know, just to pick two candidates, um, one Eagle, one Panther. So it, that was a hard thing for us to decide on. I think knowing that even, you know, sort of the every little bit helps, you know, mentality. I'm glad we had four of you all versus just maybe two of you all, even if it w would have been maybe more money. Did you all think after the interviews that you nailed it and like you were definitely going to get the money? Because you had, a, it basically came down to 50-50, right? Like four people got the scholarship and four people didn't. When you guys left the interviews, you were like, oh, I nailed it. I'm definitely getting the money. I feel like, I feel like, yeah. Like I did the probability in my head. I was like, I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's important. That's important to be confident with all the rest of y'all. For me, I felt good at the beginning, but then, like, I was like, I feel like I, I can talk to people pretty well. I can talk about bridge, like, any day, for however how long. Um, but, like, as the interview went on, like, I just, I remember I was, like, nervous. And, like, at the end, at some point in my interview, I started crying. So, like, at the end, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I blew it. Like, that was so embarrassing. Like, I... I was like, they are going to like, they're going to pick someone else because I cried. <laughs> so I, at the end, I was, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know. Like if I don't get it, I, I'll be sad. But I won't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, you were shaking your head. What about you? I did not think I was going to get the scholarship money at all. I, like when you called me, I was literally in my dad's office with my sister uh, or with my sisters and my mom is in her office. And I was like, okay, guys, if you see me crying, just know they're sad tears. They're not happy tears, okay? Aww. And then when you told me that, like, I had got the scholarship, I was like, I was literally stunned. Like, I was like, I couldn't talk. I couldn't breathe. I was like, no, you're joking. Like, he's going to tell me, no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, yeah, that'd, be so, you know. that'd be so harsh, though. <laughs> I was so worried. Like, after the interview, I was, like, trying to put it out of my mind. I was like, okay, whenever – Whenever it's announced, we're going to be happy for the others who got it. You know, we're going to be a good team player. And then when I heard I got it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I couldn't breathe, like, Because, <laughs> like, I never think, like, I'm going to, like, win anything. Like, I never think that, like, I'm good enough for that. And then, like, that's winning it was, like, such, like, a confidence boost for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. People actually, like, listen to me. They actually, like, like me, you know? No, that makes sense. It was, you know, it's, it's not an easy process. And I, I, we obviously talked about this when we saw you guys in person. This is, it's not an easy decision um, to pick, you know, everyone is obviously deserving of support and everyone's deserving of resources for school and, and higher education. So I'm, I'm glad you all, I'm glad you were the, you all got it and can do a lot with it. Chris, what about you? Were you, how did you feel after the interview? I, I was I get I when I went to interview I was like oh, I'm pretty prepared but then uh, throughout the interview I kept on like I kept on like making small mistakes and I'm not sure if the interviews picked it up but I knew I definitely picked it up so I just started clenching my teeth and I started like getting more nervous and making more mistakes so as soon as I got off I was like I don't like I just started like running around the house like I was uh, not running around the house. I was just like <laughs> like I was I was like really relieved and I was just like I just to know, be kind of done with it yeah I'm, I was just relieved that. It was over in that and not to worry about it anymore, but I was just not worried if but how I did was um, good enough to 
let them choose me over someone else because I knew like yeah. the applicant pool was really strong. So I was like, I don't know if I don't know if like I'm pretty sure that little mistake would probably put me, um, you know, uh, below like uh, like number five or something or like uh, you know, or, like or, like that small thing maybe didn't let me oh help me back from getting to the spot yeah. that. Yeah, I, I see. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's again, it's not an easy process. I will say this as having sat in on all y'all's interviews is that, you know, like there's not really, at least for me as, as someone who was in the meeting and, and how I would maybe judge or go through the criteria is like, it wasn't really about making mistakes. It's just like finding authenticity, you know? So it's like, if you had maybe not articulated an answer like super well or something like that, like that doesn't really, I don't think that affected how we got or how the committee got to their final four, right? It was just looking for really authentic and genuine people. And, you know, the questions were kind of all over the place too, right? So there wasn't, it wasn't like a trivia or it wasn't like a quiz. It was, let's just see, let's just throw out some prompts and get a sense of who this person is. Were there some prompts that threw you guys off? And I know that was a while ago. So I don't know if you remember any of them. Uh, not, not all. No, I don't. Honestly, not all of them. I mean, there was one. I know Sean, one of our board members, his question was like, who would you want to have like hang out with for a day? Yeah, um, that, that, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I and I, one. and I remember, Kristen, do you remember your answer? Yes. You want to share with it? You don't have to, if you don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot. You already did it. This is the second time I'm doing it. So it's fine. They already know. All the people here already know. <laughs> He asked me who I would want to meet with, dead or alive, and I said if it had to be, I asked if it had to be a person, and he said, no, like, now I'm interested in what you're saying, like, no, go ahead. <laughs> and dinosaur, <laughs> because I went through this phase when I was little, like, I was obsessed with dinosaurs, and, like, even now, so at the Pro Museum, when it first opened, they had this huge dinosaur, and it looks like a bronchiosaurus, but it's not, it's an alamosaurus. But it was like, I was so amazed because I'm kind of short. So like seeing this, I was like, oh my God. And like, I kind of like got this like small obsession with dinosaurs. So when he said that, I was like, wouldn't that be so cool? And I was like, I think it's kind of funny. I think it might make them laugh. I was like, if nothing, like it'll make them laugh if they're not impressed. <laughs> so, I thought, I thought it was a great answer. I thought it was super creative. And then Dom, do you remember your answer? Yeah, mine was Kurt Cobain. And a lot like Kristen, like that kind of threw us all off because you're not really of that generation. I love the 90s and stuff. I love Nirvana. I listen to them pretty religiously. I don't listen to them on my TV anymore because my parents, they're like, they look at me crazy, but I got my sisters into them. So I'm proud of myself for that. No, that's awesome. I think those are great answers. And again, there was, you know, there's not a right or wrong. It's just like, let's know this person. I'm trying to think of what other questions that were thrown out there. You know, some were maybe more traditional, maybe predictable even of just like, what have you gotten out of their experience at Bridge? You know, who are people that you look up to? You know, those are obviously really important questions in determining, you know, just trying to get an, a better sense of what the experience has been like, because obviously the money is coming from Bridge. And so it's obviously important for us to get an understanding of like how valuable being in this organization has been. Anything else from the interview stand out for you guys? I think something for me was like they when they ever whenever they asked about like my experiences like my first thing was to like talk about like the other people in bridge and so I was like I was like that's easy like I like I could talk about like my teammates or my coaches or like anyone that I had met within bridge like had I had some form of relationship with so it was easy to talk about other people then the, when they asked me like oh like like basically talk good about yourself now like say something like self-advocate I think that question was like 
well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of just show up. <laughs> like, that's just, like, I'm just kind of there. So it was, like, admit, like, I, I kind of contribute to sometimes. And I think that was, that was, um that might have been Sheila's question. It was kind of, like, you deserving of this, right? And you kind of do have to brag on yourself or through your resume and accomplishments. And, yeah, sometimes that's awkward. Unless you're KG, who's, like, got a big smile on his face right now. <laughs> nah, I feel like that was hard for me, too. Cause I, oh, I it was? Oh, okay, my fault. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't necessarily want to talk about myself or make it seem like you know no i get it you're, you're actually you're you're a pretty humble dude but what was that so what was that difficult about that question then for me um yeah because you know i, I always think you know I, in my mind i'd be like it could be worse so you know, I just be thinking maybe, maybe, you know, there's somebody out there who may deserve more or, you know. Yeah, so I think that's a, that, that was kind of the difficulty in answering the question. I think it was yeah. the like, hard part because like there's the 2020 class is so small. All of us know each other. So it's like I know who my competition was and it's like. I don't think I necessarily deserve it more than them. I was like, I know them and they're, they're hardworking or like they're better lacrosse than me. Maybe like, I was like, so it's like, I, you kind of compare yourself to the other, like people. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all know each other. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about just, this is in, in a lot of ways, this is a competition and you're competing with your teammates. Chris, what do you think? Did you get that? Did you get that? Is that how you felt about the process? Is like, I'm competing against, guys i've known for four four or five years yes yeah, exactly how i feel like because if i don't get in that mentality i'll just i just think if it's like it's like something like not as serious and then i won't you know push myself or like um like try to make sure that i i'm doing everything i can to get it because uh, i think that when i'm like anything within this competition i i'm just competitive yeah and that yeah I just, um, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't really a good way to think of it. Cause then it also like, I'm also putting, um, my teammates as like a competition, like a competition, like, oh, we're fighting over, like we're competing over, like fighting almost over money. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's, um, if you don't have like, like, the comp like if you don't know what you're, who you're going up against, then you, you don't really kind of like putting yourself at disadvantage kind of like with like we play lacrosse i mean there is some of that like you guys are all on the team but at the end of the day like one of someone want you know one of you wants the ball to score like the game winner or one of you the starting job over your teammates so you know there's always like competition built in somewhat internally into a team dom what, what do you think about that I, there's some interesting there's an interesting conversation in here uh topic um i don't know like it, it felt weird because it's like everybody else is saying, basically, you're, you're so used to, like, competing with these people, and then you sort of look at it as a competition. It's like, oh, now I have to compete against them. And when I was applying, because I don't really know the guys that well, I was looking at my senior females with me, and I was like, all three of them, they're all so beautiful, and they all deserve this scholarship. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this, because I'm so used to working with them and, you know, them helping me better myself. And I'm like, how am I supposed to, like, do that you know like how am I supposed to like ask for this 
and then take it away from them. You know, kind of like, you know, if I get the scholarship and taking something away from somebody else, which I absolutely hate doing that. That's a great insight. And that's, that's going to be tough. I don't know how to address that in the future because obviously there's limited resources, which is unfortunate. You know, there has to be a way to prioritize is maybe not the right word, but you know, you have to, there has to be a selection process um, at the end of the day. So yeah, the whole, the whole process is very strange and hopefully maybe we, you know, we'll continue to polish it and you know, the awards will get bigger and more kids or, or whatever. But um, I think we got four people who, yeah, absolutely deserved it. And Chris has obviously made use of it already with a brand new, like sweet laptop. It's really nice. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what, so like, do you mind if I ask what kind of laptop it is? It's a Dell XPS 13. It has like 4K screen, um, solid state drive, 16 gigs of RAM. It has like half a terabyte of storage. It's, 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 great. it's, it's like a, it's just a baller laptop. Yeah. It's like yeah. an ultra book. It's yeah. I just think That's everyone awesome. needs to know how big Chris's smile is when he's talking about his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad. I, I'm gonna and I'm gonna make sure that the other the committee members hear this because I think it's also you know everyone understands how important this is and I think how what a unique opportunity it is to yeah help you know help you all with with certain things. Um, it's the DNA of our organization and this is just kind of a new outlet for us. So yeah, uh, to Kristen's point, Chris is very seems very thrilled with it what advice would you have for the future candidates yeah for the class of 2021 when they're one applying for this scholarship so specifically the scholarship but then also just advice for them as they go to as they transition to college as they transition to filling out fafsa and applying for schools what advice do you have for the 21s or filling Get early sorry Wait. go ahead <laughs> kg go ahead uh yeah, just tell them to get on it early. Um, that's where I feel like I, I failed at. I waited a little too late to to start applying to colleges, to um, to scholarships. So I, I definitely feel like I missed out on a couple opportunities. But other than that, if you're on it early, you, you just you can make sure you square it away and everything set. Makes sense. Kristen? I think for filling out, the, at least specifically for the Debt Butler Scholarship, um, don't overthink it. Like, you are part of Bridge. You, like, the questions, I think part of, for me, part of it was, like, really hard. I was like, like, I need to make sure that this answer like feels like me, like they, like everyone in Bridge, like these people know me, like they know me better than anyone. So I was like, they need to make sure like this is coming across as me. So I, so I overthought it a lot. Like the whole, I didn't feel submitted until the day it was due. Oh, I know. I was bugging you to yeah. make sure so you got it done. Really nervous about that. So I think just don't overthink it. Like, you know, Bridge, you are Bridge. Like, I think your point, your point will come across. Like you'll know, you'll figure it out. And if you don't, you have the interview to fix it. <laughs> That's good advice. Chris, Dom. Uh, I think it's for my advice is um, when for like, when you're choosing, oh, we're trying to think of what you want to do. Don't be scared if you're not, if you don't know what you want to do. Cause uh, there's a lot, cause I've realized that a lot of the people that I'm going to school with don't even know what they want to do. And they're like going to a school where, 
they'll definitely be in debt if they spend an extra year and you know you can't really make that risk uh i mean for them they can't really make the risk but like uh don't be don't be don't think like, you, like you're the only like you're falling behind because you don't know what you want to do because you can that's basically like the point of it is to like um at least for us like take a bunch of classes and see which ones are the most interesting and fitting for you and then after like the second the, the third semester then that's when you uh choose what you actually want to do because they don't want you to be in a place where you don't where you're going to hate it and then end up falling behind because you chose the wrong major so take your time with choosing your major yeah that's a real that's really good Kristen. that applies to you right <laughs> you've got time you don't have to pick a major tomorrow for me i would say for like the scholarship portion of it is like just don't be afraid to like be yourself and let your personality shine through yes these are people that you know and that you've seen um, but, you know, they only know, like, a side of you. They don't really know, like, the full you, so don't be afraid to let your whole personality shine through, and then just in general, um, don't be afraid to, like, ask for advice and, like, actually take it, um, and don't worry about fitting in. It's not as important as you think it is, um, like, fitting in in high school and stuff, especially, um, and applying to colleges and stuff, picking where you're going to go to school, you know, this is your future that you're talking about. And, you know, this is the future is in your hands. So don't be afraid to like ask for help from your parents, from your peers, from your coaches and stuff. And, you know, allow them to help you set yourself up for success in the future. Yeah, that's perfect. I appreciate that. All right. One, la one last question and we'll wrap up. How does it feel to be bridge alum now? I'm excited for that <laughs> Yay. to play officially a whole new category of bridge. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> Don't call me. Old. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a weird to see you guys make that transition. <laughs> I feel like now that you like getting called an alum makes me feel like I'm on this like new like secret side of bridge. <laughs> feel like I'm there yet. Like I still like feel like I'm I'm still like a player. I'm still like on the team. I don't yeah. think I'm on the secret side yet. I mean I'm ready to play against um other bridge players. But I'm definitely yeah, the awesome. alumni game. And I mean I still keep in contact with them so uh, I don't think it'll be that big a difference. The only thing should be on the field. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's the right mentality to have is that it should, it maybe it shouldn't be a, a big jump. It should feel very gradual and, and very natural. I will say this though, and this is one thing, I don't know if you all saw my email Monday or whenever I sent that out, but you know, we're trying to start, we're, we're, we want to do more with an alumni now um, and for a handful of reasons, but uh, you know, you guys will be, hopefully you all will um, want to be engaged in that organ, you know, in that side. I know Dom's already reached out about that. So yeah, we have some fun stuff planned. And I think we haven't always done a great job of engaging the alumni, keeping them up to date outside of, you know, the yearly, the annual, the alumni games. So we have some new stuff in store for you all soon. Thanks you guys for, for doing this for Chris, Kristen, Dom. Uh, thanks for doing it again, because I couldn't figure out what I did with the original Zoom file, but I'm glad, KG, I'm glad you were able to make it for this one. Yes, sir. <laughs> thanks again, guys. Let me, uh, let's wrap up. And um, yeah, we'll hope we'll see you guys soon. Or wait, maybe wait. not.
Wait, wait, wait. What if we did a little family on three to end it? That's, you You want to call it then? Yeah, I'll call it. I'll call All right, Kristen's going to call it. Hands in, Hands, guys. hands in. Family on me, family on three. One, two, three. Family. family. Aww. Yeah. I feel like I only heard my voice. I feel like it's kind of loud.